dive into this word today. Come on, I am so excited to be here, so excited to get after this with you. I told First Service uh, earlier this week I had a dream that I showed up here to preach, and I like didn't have any notes. And it was like two minutes before I was supposed to start preaching, and all of a sudden I was like, why didn't I make notes? That was stupid. <laughs> and I freaked out. But anyways, God's good. I got a whole bunch of notes. You guys ready to roll? Come on, so we're going to spend, as you can see, we're going to spend the next three weeks talking about vision, okay? So the next three weeks are what we're calling Vision Sundays. In fact, here at the gathering, we, we take intentional time each year just to, just to focus in on the vision that God has given us together as a church because, listen, focusing in on, staying focused on, um, understanding, having, and pursuing vision from God, listen, it's vital for the church, Okay, it's vi- but actually, I'll just tell you, it's vital for everyday human living. Okay, you need to know this. Apart from vision from God in our lives, even just individually, man, you and me, our lives will tank. You need to know that, okay? And Jesus, we're going to see him, he'll, he'll essentially say that much. Okay, we're going to look at it. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew 16. We'll look there in just a little bit. Matthew chapter 16. Uh, but right now, I can, I can show you that the Bible says this with another verse. It's going to be up on the screen. Proverbs 29, verse 18. Watch this. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. How many think vision might be important? Well, and, and so just, just so we're clear, who are the people that this is talking about? Help me out, somebody. We're doing an interactive sport right now. Come on, who's this talking about? This is the church, isn't it? I mean, this, this is about the church, the people. But actually, I would submit to you that this is for all people. Where all people, listen, all people need godly vision in their lives, otherwise they perish, or that word perish could actually be translated this way. It says, they cast off restraint. Where there's no vision from God, people cast off restraint, or they live however they want to live. They do whatever they think is best as opposed to how God created us to live. And just help me out. Um, when people start living however they want to live, um, do things usually get better or do they get worse? Right, right. They start to tank, don't they? Okay, so honestly, this is why um, this is why all of us probably have that friend who like misses a lot of church. Or, or we have that friend who has dis- completely disconnected themselves from the church. And, and this is why we can watch as man, their choices and their relationships, sometimes their marriage, like really their life, it just starts to go. Because they've disconnected themselves from the vision of God. Okay, honestly, if I can just be real, um, this is why right now our nation is, dare I say it, perishing Because listen to me, because the people have cast off restraint. Okay, and, and here's why they've done that. Because people have completely closed themselves off to vision from God. To what he wants, to how he says we should live. To the plan and the purpose he has for our lives. People are casting off restraint, going without his vision. And listen, so let, let's, let's, let's talk about what vision really is, okay? What's, what's vision really? Well, that word vision there, 
where there is no vision, that could also be translated as prophetic revelation from God. Okay, so listen, when we talk about vision, when we talk about having vision Sundays, we're talking about dialing in on and reminding ourselves of and pursuing the prophetic revelation that God has given us. Because listen to me, because God has spoken. God has spoken. Listen, he has spoken to us in his word, and he is still speaking through the Holy Spirit into the lives of his people. So we're going to be talking about what he's saying to us through his word, what the Holy Spirit is still saying to us, what he's calling us to do together as his people or as a church family, the revelation, the vision, the dreams that God has given us that Jesus has planted in the heart of this church family. When we talk about vision, that's what we're talking about. You with me? And and, and you have to know this. Listen, because ultimately... There really is only one vision. And I'm not going to in the world. Listen, there really is only one vision. It's God's vision. Think about this. The rest of it, that mankind, that you and I, that we can all come up with, is not vision. It's delusion. There's one vision. It's God's. I mean, think about it. He, he's the creator, Right? If you follow Jesus, you would say that Jesus created you, right? Think about this. Who are we to think that then we can come up with the reason? We can come up with our own purposes for why we exist. If he's the creator, do you not think that he had a plan and a purpose or maybe even a dream for why he created you in the first place? Help me out, somebody. Come on. It's absurd to think that, that God created us, but then, oh, we can just oh, do whatever we want, come up with our own plans. No, he created us for his purposes, and it's a good purpose. Where there is no vision, no godly vision, the people perish. But here's the key, okay? I'm going to continue in that verse, but I'm going to paraphrase it. But the Bible goes on to say, but those who follow the Lord, I'm paraphrasing, those who know his word, those who know his commands, those who hone in on his voice, those who want to live their life God's way, says those people are blessed. Says those people have life. Those people, man, they lead other people to life. They live, listen, I would say it this way, they live the dream. They live the life that they were created for with God, and they also lead other people to the life that God created them for with God as well. And so we'll talk about that more in a moment, but, but listen to me. That's our aim around here as a church family, to live that life, okay? So, hey, let me just give you a heads up on what's going to happen the next two Sundays in this series, and then I'll tell you what's going on today, okay? So next Sunday, I'm going to share big vision that the Lord has given us here at the gathering. If you call this place home, if you've been with us for a while, there's going to be some things that you've heard before, okay? But we're going to remind ourselves together again of what God has called us to, okay? Because listen to me, vision leaks, all right, so we're going we're to get it together, and I'm really excited about this, though. Um, I'm also going to share things that I've never shared before, like vision that I really believe God is speaking to us uh, reveal, as he reveals more and more of it. So don't miss it. Then, the next Sunday after that, on August 29th, um, Pastor Greg, I'm very excited for this, Pastor Greg's actually going to join me up here, and together, he and I are going to share what we call our investment strategy as a church, okay, meaning we're going to talk in depth about how we use the resources that God has given us here at the gathering to best accomplish the vision that he's given us here at the gathering. Okay, so um, let me break that down. In, in, in essence, here's what that means. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk in depth about 
how we invest or, or what we do with the tithes and the offerings, among other things, but the tithes and the offerings that we all give together here at the gathering. Where do they go? How do we use those things to accomplish the vision? Okay, so if you've, if you've ever been curious, for those of you that give, like, man, how, how does this giving work and where does this go? Man, don't miss it. We're going to talk all about that. At the same time, if you don't yet give tithes or offerings, um, don't miss it. You'll discover how we invest those things. And I think you will discover that this is a great place to invest in the kingdom of God. Okay, but at the same time, listen, listen to me. You will discover that there is a whole other realm of, of blessing available to your life that God has for you as you begin to give and invest in his kingdom. Don't miss it. Amen? All right, but today, listen, I am fired up to share what God's been doing in my heart over the course of this sabbatical as it pertains to the vision that God has given us here at the gathering. And so here's what I'm calling today's message. You guys ready? It's called Living the Dream. Living the dream. Come on, have you ever used that phrase? Or surely you've had somebody else say that to you at some point. Like you ask them, you ask them how they're doing, and they use the phrase, they say, oh, just living the dream. <laughs> but oftentimes they're really not. You know, don't we, we use that sarcastically sometimes, right, when, when things really aren't going the way that we want them to go. We're like, living the dream. It's kind of like it's kind of like this. Um, it's kind of like new parents that maybe dreamed about having kids for quite a long time, and then all of a sudden they finally have a newborn, uh, but they find themselves now in this place where they're getting peed on every day as they change diapers and don't sleep for two thirds of the night. Living the dream. <laughs> um, or how about this? Okay, and what I'm about to share. This is rare here at the gathering. Okay, um, but I'll never forget. This is a handful of years ago. All right, but a handful of years ago, I, I got done preaching one Sunday. I mean, I just got done preaching. Like, I just got off the platform, and I was going to meet new guests. And, uh, and now, mind you, I had preached on giving that Sunday, okay? But like always, I had preached from the Bible. You with me? Okay, but so I had just gotten off the platform, and this guy, I mean, he beelined straight towards me. He just made a beeline straight for me. And, and he grabbed me by the arm, and he pulled me in close, and with a not-so-nice look on his face, he said, well, I'm glad you got that thing out of your system today so you can get back to preaching the real Word of God next week. I said, well, aren't you just a bowl full of blessings this morning? God bless you. I didn't say that, actually. No, what I did though, he had, you know, he had grabbed my arm, so I karate chopped him. I did a spin move on him, and then I had him in a headlock before he even knew, and I was like, what'd you say? <laughs> I didn't do that either. Some, I scared some guests right now. Some of you are like, you really needed that sabbatical, didn't you? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do that. But I, honestly, I did do this. Uh, I, I really did pull him aside and had a loving, um, but just, just frank discipleship conversation about what he'd said. Okay, but I'll just tell you, um, that comment, it bummed me out. I shouldn't have let it, but honestly, it kind of gnawed at me for a couple of days. And so here's why I'm even talking about this, because as I was preparing this message this morning, that, that jumped into my brain, uh, because like the next day after that happened, one of my other pastor friends called, and he was just calling to check in, and, and he asked, man, how's the, how was church yesterday? And then, then he asked, how are you doing? And so with that in my mind, I just remember responding, oh, you know. Just living the dream. 
Come on, we say that sarcastically sometimes when things aren't going our way, right? When things aren't going the way we want them to. Okay, however, let me ask, is it actually possible to live the dream? Come on, is it possible to actually live the dream? Somebody help me out. It is possible, right? Have you ever had seasons and times in your life where you actually are living the dream and you can actually say that you really are and you mean it? Come on, has that happened? And look, okay, that's not to say, if you're saying, man, I have had some times. That is not to say that I'm not talking about every moment being easy and there not being any hard times. Okay, because you listen to me. I would submit to you that the easy life is rarely, if ever, actually the dream life. No, you, you got to listen to this, okay? This is huge, okay? Living out a God-given dream or vision, usually, if not always, it requires you and me to achieve some kind of victory first, okay? And, and, and here's what I know, okay? Last time I checked, if you're going to achieve a victory, if you've got victory, it means you had to have already won a battle. You with me? So come on, listen. If, you're, if you've ever lived out the dream, if you're living in the dream with God, then listen, I guarantee you, there was a struggle. There was a chase. There was a battle. You had to endure. You had to persevere. You probably had to repent. You had to lean into Jesus and rely on him to get the victory and overcome with him so you could step into the dream. Okay, but again, is it possible to live the dream? I'm, I'm, I, kinda, I really need some help today. <laughs> Come on, you guys with me? You got permission to smile and get loud and amen? Is it possible to live the dream, somebody? It's absolutely possible. And listen, if you're not right now or if you feel like you're not experiencing that, then you are in the right place. Welcome home. God has a dream for your life and everything that you need for victory, you can step into it with him. And what is the dream? Listen, let's make sure we're clear. Some of you guys could say this before I'm about to. We talk about this all the time. What's the dream? It's the life of impact and significance. Okay, we call it the on-mission life around here. We call it the disciple life around here. It's really the great commission life with Jesus. It's where you follow Jesus and live according to his purposes and his plans for your life, his dream, where he then uses you as you follow him to help other people know Jesus as well and walk in the life that God created them for as well. It's delusional for us to think that God created us and we can come up with our own purpose for why we exist. No, you're never going to find fulfillment in that. The only way you find fulfillment is by joining Jesus on his mission, living life the way he created you to in the purposes he designed you for. That's the dream life. Family, it's possible to live in the dream. And it's all to say, I don't know about you. Actually, I do know about some of you. But I'll say this, I'm, I'm... about me, and I'll say this on behalf of some of you around here. Listen, there's a whole bunch of us living the dream. I feel like I'm living the dream. Okay, and that doesn't mean we've arrived or we've achieved all of it, not by a long shot. But I say this all the time. If you call this place home, you, you know. I say I'm having the time of my life getting to do this with you. Okay, or again, if you call this place home, you, you heard me say this. I say to you all the time, you are a dream come true. Okay, you really are getting to do this with you. Again, we've got a long ways to go as far as the vision God has given us, but you need to know, man, there's a whole bunch of it. A whole bunch of it that a bunch of us have already stepped into together. I mean, think about this, okay? Um, there, have been, there have been some real battles that some of us that call this place home have walked through together over the years, right? But here's how I can say 
with confidence that, that we are living the dream. Because even in spite of the battles and the struggles and the things that we will continue to walk through, here's why I can say we're living the dream. Because we just keep experiencing more and more victory around here. We just keep experiencing more and more overcoming with Jesus. Honestly, that, that's why I say I'm having the time of my life. It's victorious to do this with you. Look, we, we got a long ways to go with everything God is calling us to. But in spite of the struggles, in spite of the battles and the chases and the endurance that's often required, even the repentance that, that, that we all got to continue to step into. Listen, with Jesus helping us overcome, we just continue to see more and more of the vision God has given us come to pass. We, we keep experiencing more and more victory. So come on, help me out. Again, if you call this place home, you know it. It's going to be up on the screen. Let's, let's say our vision together. What's the vision God has given us? We want to see our region reborn, every community renewed by Jesus. And so I hope that you realize that, yeah, we got a long ways to go, but I hope that you realize that we are seeing this begin to come to pass. I mean, we're seeing bits and pieces of this all the time. I hope you realize, think about it, every new salvation that we get to participate in or help lead other people to here in our region, that's more and more region reborn coming to pass. Every discipleship step that you and I take or help facilitate for other people, that's more and more region reborn coming to pass. Every baptism, every act of obedience, every time you and I leave more and more of our sinful past, leave it in the dust of our lives, that's more and more region reborn. Every scripture memorized, every, every tithe we, we bring, every offering we give, every encouraging word we share, every bit of light we shine, every worship song we sing, every Bible story we share at neighborhood gathering, every marriage that gets healed up, every, every time a dad prays with his family for the very first time, every kid that shows up in kids' church next door and begins to grow closer to Jesus, every way our serving and our disciple-making continues to grow, every pop-up church service we have, every candy bar we give out at the parade, every bit of godly impact we have on our local economies, every God-given business dream that begins to take shape, and we've had some of those right here that begins to take shape and flourish Every ounce of Jesus influence that we get to have on, on our families and our communities, on our schools, on our businesses, on our local economies, and even other churches. All of it, listen to me, all of it is all of us seeing more and more of our vision or the dream that God has given us come to pass. It's called living the dream, baby. And so, all that leads me to this. Okay, I've got just one question today. And we're going to get to Matthew 16 in just a moment, all right? But one question. And this is a question that God personally led me through over the course of the sabbatical I was on. I mean, had me answer this question with him. Okay, here's the one question. Whose dream are you living Whose dream are you living? Just be honest, okay? And, and Grace, you are in the right place. Whose dream are you living? Yours or his? Now, let me tell you about how God approached me with this question, okay? Um, 
this past April, so this past spring, uh, we took a group of neighborhood gathering leaders and we went to a one-day conference down in Dallas. Uh, and at this one-day conference, uh, at, at lunchtime, uh, this man, Pastor James Robeson, got up to speak. And if you don't know who Pastor James Robeson is, I'll just tell you, um, he, he's, he's like a modern-day pillar in the church. I mean, the church today. He's 78 years old now. Um, for a long time, a long time ago, they, they, they said he was going to be the next Billy Graham, um, but then God took him on a different path. But nonetheless, he's, he's a world leader in the church. Okay, and, and, and listen, I love, I love going to conferences. I love being around other church leaders and other pastors, and, and oftentimes there's a lot, of, a lot of like young pastors, and you know, we're all trendy and hip and cool. <laughs> I, love, I love getting around other pastors and other leaders and stuff. But let me just say, we, we heard from a lot of young people that day, um, but there was something different that happened when Pastor James Robeson stepped up on the platform. There's something different that happens when um, you're 78 years old and you've been faithful over the long haul. There's something different that happens when, when, when you've gained maturity and experience and wisdom and just been faithful through it all, all that time. I mean, he stepped up on the platform. Listen, let me tell you, if, if you get the opportunity, it's an honor to be in the room with people like that. Okay, and I'm not saying that to idolize the man, but I'm just, I'm just saying it's, they carry a different level of authority with them. And it, listen, it's not just that they share good things with people. Listen, really, it's, it's this. It's that they impart Okay, that's a biblical principle right there. It's that they impart, oftentimes, just supernatural gifts and grace and wisdom to other people. And so I really believe that the Holy Spirit used him to impart something into my heart that day. I mean, here was a man, he, here's a man who's had so much victory in and for the kingdom of God throughout his lifetime. Here's a man who we would say has lived the dream. I mean, Jesus followers would be like, I want to live, I want to follow Jesus the way he does. Pastors would say, I want to pastor and, and lead the church the way he does. He's lived the dream, okay? Here's a man, if he, if he would have gotten up on the platform and just began to share his ideas and his own dreams, I don't think anybody would have second-guessed him. But here's what happened. At 78 years old, he got up on the platform. And the only thing he could talk about was how much he just wanted to see the Father's dreams come true. He didn't care one bit about his own dreams. All he cared about was how can we fulfill the Father's dreams? And so, again, it's like with, with that godly authority that he carried, here's what he did. He, he, yes, he reminded all of us, but I actually say it this way. He actually, he actually commanded all of us. And, and, and he, here's what he said. He said, he, he reminded or commanded, and I'm going to say it to all of us. Here's what he said, that all of us, all of us, we are called by God to lay down our own dreams so that we can live for God and fulfill His instead. Now, I know, some of you, you might, you might just have this thought, but oh, why, 
why, why can't I? I got some good dreams. My dreams are good. Why can't I fulfill my dreams? I mean, he's loving. Surely he would want me to get some of the things that I want to get after. Why, why, why can't I go after my dreams? Because God's dreams are better. Because God's dreams for your life and my life are way better than anything that you or I could come up with for ourselves on our own. Again, he's the creator. He created you with a specific dream in his heart as a father, a specific purpose for your life. It's absurd for us to think that we can come up with something better. His dreams are better. He's a good dad. He created you for love. He created you for purpose, for impact, for significance, and even for, yes, listen, so you can enjoy personal fulfillment in Him. You won't find it in anything else that you can come up with. No, God's got the best dream for your life that He created you specifically for. And so again, this is why in love, God says it so bluntly in His Word. This is why He would say so bluntly, where there is no vision, where there's no dream from God, where there's no prophetic revelation from God, then people perish. He doesn't want you to perish. Hey, listen to me. My own dreams, I can, I can dream, okay? I can come up with a whole bunch of stuff on my own in my head, okay? But listen to me. And you can do the same. But that is not prophetic revelation from God. Here, here's how we get prophetic revelation from God in his presence as we worship, as we give our lives to his word and allow the Holy Spirit to live and dwell inside of us and speak to us. Prophetic revelation, it comes from God only through the spirit of God as he lives in us and as we give ourselves to the word that he reveals to us as we give our lives to his son, Jesus, and say, we're gonna live for you just like you lived and died and rose again for us. Otherwise, where there is no vision, or where there's just vision from ourselves, then people perish. But, again, here's the key, and this is how I put a smile on your face. Come on, here's the key. But those, again, I'm paraphrasing, but those who know his commands, know his word, hone in on his voice, want to live life with Jesus, want his ways, those people are blessed. The Bible says those people live, they have life, which is ultimately what Pastor James Robeson said to us that day. Listen, here's how he concluded, okay? He concluded by reminding all of us that if we will just lay down our lives, if we'll lay down our dreams, and commit our lives to fulfilling the Father's dreams instead, he reminded us that the Father will then lead all of us, lead us into a dream life that he has for us that you and I could never dream up for ourselves on our own. And friends, I'll remind you, in essence, okay, that's exactly what Jesus himself told us. You got your Bibles open to Matthew 16? It's going to be up on the screen, but Matthew 16, watch this. And we looked at this just not too long ago. Matthew 16, verse 24. says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you guys remember this series right here? If any of you wants to be my follower, you must. You must give up your own way. Take up your cross 
and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, your life, your ways, your wants, your desires, your dreams, your terms, your preferences, your ideas, um, the way culture says that you can live your lifestyle, If you try to hang on to it, Jesus says you will lose it. It's, it's just like what we read. I mean, you'll perish. But, come on, here's the good news. Here's the key. But if you give up your life for my sake, for Jesus' sake, you will save it. And I love this because that word save can also be translated as find. You will find it, a.k.a. listen, you will find yourself living the dream life from God, the best life from God that you couldn't even dream of on your own if you tried. Just be honest. Whose dream are you living right now? Yours or his? And so, look, um, I believe with all of my heart that Region Reborn is God's dream for this church family. It's his vision. I believe that, okay? Um, but I was so moved by what Pastor James Robeson had said that day. Um, something got inside of me. And so I've been praying for months now, leading into sabbatical, but honestly, since last April, since that day, I've been praying for months now. Prayers like this. Father, I don't care about my dreams. By the grace of God, I've been praying, Father, I just... I want to see your dreams fulfilled. Father, I'll, I'll give up anything. I'll, I'll, I'll lay them down. I want to follow you and your dreams for my life. I'm not here for myself. I want to live my life for you. Listen to me, church family. I do not want to show up. and st We're all going to stand before God one day, and he is loving and he is gracious. But with the life he has given me, I do not want to stand before him one day and know that there were dreams that he had that went unfulfilled because I was selfish. Better things that could have happened with and through my life because I thought my way was better. God, help me. I don't want to do that. So I've been praying, God, I've just been asking a lot. What are your dreams? What are, what are your dreams for my life? What are your dreams for the gathering family? What do you want to do? I'm here for you, not for me. And so, listen, heading into sabbatical, I prayed that over and over. And again, I, heading into sabbatical, I still, I, I fully believed, and I still fully believe that Region Reborn is God's vision. It's his dream for us. But I just had this burden on my heart during sabbatical that I needed to do this. And, and, and here it is. Um, how many you know, sometimes it's necessary, sometimes it's just really good to go back to the Father again. And surrender it all at his feet. And reconfirm the dream and the call. And then recommit your life to the call all over again. 
I had this burden. I, I needed to get back to the feet of Jesus and lay it all down. Sometimes it's necessary to go back to the heart of what God called you to, go back to the place where God first called you and what he called you to, and then, listen, with a surrendered heart and with, because you laid it down, with empty, open hands, just say, Father, what do you want? What do you want from me? I'm not here for me. I'm here for you. I'm laying it down. I want to live this thing your way. I only want what you want for my life, not the things that I can come up with on my own. I want to do things your way. And so I'm here to surrender all over again. I'm here to reconfirm the dream or get any new revelation you want to give to me. I'm here to recommit my life to you in every way. I'm here for any correction that you want to give me. Because... Because I don't, God, I don't want to take your dreams but then slowly delude them with my own over time. I don't want to mix my own in to where I start drifting and I get off the path you've called me to. I want it to be pure. I want it your way, the way you want it. I'm not here for me. I'm here for you. And so I prayed that a lot. Um, all throughout this sabbatical, over and over. Um, but then I'll tell you, I did specifically, I took about three days um, and I went to this little tiny cabin um, on a little tiny lake in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, just by myself. Um, and I fasted. And I prayed. And I got on my face for a long time. And just did my best to surrender it all to God one more time. Again, listen, I'm, I'm telling you, sometimes, listen, I've... My commitment hasn't gone anywhere. I, I really believe that, we'll talk about this, but I fully believed even then that region reborn was from God. Okay, but listen, I'm saying it again because I want you to get this. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's very necessary just to go back to the heart of the Father. Go back to his feet and surrender it all and, and, and remind yourself of the dream and the call that God has given you. Okay, just like, hey, if you were here last week, um, we got to hear a great message from uh, Pastor Chris Hodges. And we, and we heard about how Elijah, the prophet, ended up in the cave. And I hope you, we, we, if you weren't here, man, we texted everybody, or we'd love for you to get that message. You can find it on our Facebook page. Um, but we texted everybody the second message in that series. I hope you listen to it, okay? If you haven't, you should. But part of, the, part of the way God got Elijah out of the cave, some of you might remember, is, is he's told Elijah, he said, go back the way you came from. And then Pastor Chris Hodges, he unpacked that, and he, and he showed us that when God said that, he was saying, go back to the place that I first called you. Go back to where I first planted the dream in your heart. Remind yourself of the dream, surrender to it, and commit yourself all over again. And so, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll probably share more about that time in the cabin over the next couple of weeks, but um, here's what happened, okay, with my face on the floor with everything surrendered to the best of my ability, I asked God over and over, give me fresh revelation. And family, I'm here to tell you, I believe he poured out the dream once again. He poured it out all over again. Family, I believe he reconfirmed many things, but I also believe he revealed even more of the vision that we've not seen yet. I'm going to share that next Sunday. Okay, but then... As for me, listen, I, I want you to know, in that time, again, my commitment had never gone anywhere. I'm in this thing. 
I, wanna, I don't have any hair, but I want to grow old and gray with you guys. I ain't going anywhere, never planning to, okay? So my commitment hadn't gone anywhere, but I'm telling you, on my face and in that time, I went back to the heart of the call, went back to the dream, went back to the revelation, and I recommitted all over again. I'm not here for me. I'm here for you. I told him, and I mean it. I'm here to see your dreams come true. Family, I believe with all my heart that he reconfirmed and poured it out all over again that he has given us a vision that the dream in his heart is that we would be a church family that would go and see this region reborn, every community renewed by Jesus. And so I don't know about you. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Come on, let's go. Come on, God can do this thing. I tell, listen, this is not a pipe dream. This is God's dream. And we are some of the luckiest people on the planet that he would entrust a dream that big to us. Which means he's calling you. This thing can happen. If you call this place home, you better believe that this thing can happen. But why, why can't God do the impossible in our midst, even in the day and age we are living in right now where the darkness keeps getting darker? Why can't Jesus do something brilliant and bright and shine a light on himself and draw many people to himself in these dark days? And so I'm telling you, he's calling you to be a part of it. You look at me, every one of you. you got to know this. Okay, again, we can come up with all kinds of things on our own. I would encourage you, you need to spend time with the Father getting revelation from him for your life. But I guarantee you, listen, if it's not a part of it, if you're, the, dream, the dream you come up with doesn't fit into the Great Commission, which when we say region reborn, we're talking about the Great Commission, okay? But if it doesn't fit into the Great Commission, then that dream is not from God. Okay, so I'm telling you, so here's, here's what I would encourage. You start with the, the dream that God gives the church that he calls you to. Because I guarantee you, he's got a unique call on each and every one of you, a, a, a very unique way that you play your part that he created you for in bringing his dream to pass. You mean, the, the church is a body. The church is not one person. The Bible says it's made up of lots of people that all play their part in seeing God's vision come to pass. So you start there, and I guarantee you, you're not going to find fulfillment outside of the Great Commission. This is the call. This is the dream that God would see this world brought back to himself. You're supposed to play a part in it. I would encourage you to get me and go get revelation, but if, if you need revelation, God's giving it to us. I mean, even right now, that he is calling you and me to be on mission with him, to go see a region reborn. If, you go to, if, you, if God ends up calling you to another church, that church better be a great commission church. But I guarantee even at that church, man, the dream and the vision for your life, it plays a part in the great commission. You with me? I'm, I'm, I'm asking you with me. I'm ready to go. The call of God is on your life. God has a dream for your life, and you can live in it. He's got, he's got everything you need for victory. Everything that you need to step into it. Your past doesn't get to decide right now whether or not you can still step into the dream. Your current sin that you have right now doesn't get to decide right now whether or not you get to submit to the Father and start living a life where you say, I want to see your dreams come true. But it does start with being honest. And so I would ask right now, one more time,
Whose dream are you living? Whose dream are you living? Yours or His? I'm going to invite my good friend Laura to play some keys for us and invite the band to begin to make their way here. Listen, next week, just listen to me. Next week, we're going to talk all about how we can confirm the dreams from God, the revelation that He pours out into our lives, the revelation He's pouring into our church. How can we confirm that? We're also going to talk about how to begin to fulfill the dreams. We've got a big dream in front of us. We're going to talk about how we can begin to fulfill the dreams that God gives us, how we accomplish them, okay? But right now, listen, right now, between you and the Father, it's a good day to be honest. Whose dream are you living? Yours or His? And how can you know? Maybe you're like, man, I just don't know. Here's some great ways to find out. Listen, He's so good. You can honestly, you can just begin to ask Him right now in this time, but you can ask Him today, God, whose dream am I living? If you really don't know, He's so kind, He'll tell you. And if you're living yours and He tells you that, He's not going to beat you up about it as He tells you. He's going to call you to His heart. Okay, here's, here's other great ways to know if you're living God's dream or not, okay? Maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're, even if you're brand new to the journey of following Jesus, listen, here's, here's some ways you can know. Are you growing closer to God in this season of life? Are you growing closer to Him? Do you, is there something in you, you want to grow closer to Him? You, you want to live for Him. I'm not asking, are you perfect? I'm not asking, is every sin dealt with and, man, you're squeaky clean, all this. I'm, I'm asking, is, is there a desire to, like, leave some things behind? Because here's a great way to find out as well, if you're living God's dream or not. Are you living without restraint? If you're living life right now without restraint, then I would submit to you that you're living your own dream. Are there areas of your life that you're living without restraint? Okay, but good news. Well, maybe, maybe this too. Maybe, maybe you say, well, I was. I really, man, I was on that path. I was living my life God's way. I was getting closer to Him. But maybe if you're honest, maybe you'd say it this way if you think about it like, but man, I began to mix in my own ways. I began to mix in my own dreams, and I've, I've gotten off the path. I've, I've drifted. Okay, good news. No matter where you're at today, it's a good thing, and, and we're going to have an opportunity to do this. It's a good thing, even for the first time or if you need to do it again. It's a good thing to go back to the feet of the Father and surrender it all and commit yourself all over again to the dream God has for your life. You can do that today. Heaven's wide open right now. There's grace. Again, your past can't stop you from coming before the Father. Your, your, your sin, even sin you might be struggling right now, it can't keep you from coming before the Father. Jesus and His blood are bigger than your sin. And the Bible says that through Jesus, we can come boldly to the throne of God. You can come before Him today, and you may not know how to do it, all, do it all, but I'm telling you, with a heart that says you want to, you can come before Him and say, God, I'm, 
I'm surrendering it all. To the best of my ability, I'm laying it down. And, and maybe there are some areas where, man, you cast off restraint or you're, you're not living the way God wants you to do. Good news. When you lay everything down, you're confessing, first off, God, I've been holding on to or carrying some things or going some ways that you haven't wanted me to go. Or when you lay everything down, you give God the opportunity to then say, hey, that one right there, don't pick that one back up. Jesus says, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, his sake, you will save it. You'll find it. You'll find yourself living the dream that God has for your life. And it's a dream way better than anything we could ever dream of on our own. You can live the dream. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Let's pray together.